Welcome to the Retail Insider video interview series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with a special guest. This is Tony Flans. He's the founder and CEO of Montreal-based brokerage Think Retail, which has done a lot of deals in the Canadian market as of late and uh, has a bit of a history as well. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Tony. Thanks, Craig. Pleasure to be with you today. Now, Tony, you've been uh, doing this for a good number of years here. Uh, how did you get into the world of brokering? It was something that I got into through my family who owned a shopping center, a small little convenience center in the South Shore of Montreal. And it was actually built by my grandfather. And at the time, I think it was probably 33,000 square feet, 13 stores. And my mother was doing the management of the shopping center. And then I started to do the leasing. From there, I was looking to say, where was I going to go with my political science major that I had gotten from McGill and decided, you know what, real estate seemed like the right thing. I felt like that was something that I connected to and that I very much enjoyed. Now, Tony, you eventually started your own brokerage. Uh, you also worked for some landlords. I think it was Morgard. My uh, Morgard was the first national landlord that I worked with. So I'm, I'm happy to say that I did work both sides of the table. Um, I think that helps me today understand what my clients are looking for and as well, the, the landlord partners at the same time. But I worked for Morgard and I worked for uh, a Montreal-based developer called Pressud, who morphed into Olympia York Pressud while I was there. And from that point, I joined a firm called Aurora and uh, inevitably left it and developed and uh, founded Think Retail which we've been open since 2005. Goodness, it's been a good number of years now. It's... It is. Somebody recently called me a grizzled veteran. I was like, don't you have to have hair to be grizzled? But that's what that's what they call me. So I'll, I'll take that and I'll, I'll take it as a positive. Now, Tony, you're doing deals across the country, coast to coast here. You've got some interesting uh, retailers that you're working with, uh, including Columbus Cafe. Uh, what are we seeing right now in terms of uh, retail leasing around the country? We work with many, actually, clients throughout the country. We're nationally based. I'd like to think that we do transactions annually, coast to coast, from Victoria to St. John's. Um, and we do that repeatedly on an annual basis. Uh, but we have many of our clients that are, their aspirations are to be recognized throughout the country and to have uh, doors throughout every major city in, in well, as many provinces as they can. Now, it seems like retail space is getting snapped up. I know during the pandemic, there were some concerns that uh, uh, everything might shift online and that people wouldn't uh, be going to physical spaces, but that's definitely not the case now. It seems like there's a lot happening. I, I would tell you this might be the most successful year I think retail's ever had, um, which was obviously a concern a couple of years ago during the pandemic when things closed down. You know, the natural thought was, how are we going to be successful in this type of changing and volatile environment. And we did some consulting work and helped our clients restructure their portfolios and helped probably 15 different clients do so. I'd like to think that we were part of saving their, their brands, their companies at that time. It was maybe the most important work that we've ever done as a firm and was happy to assist in that and very proud. Uh, today, the, the focus is really on development and growth. And we have a lot of clients that are very robust, uh, some of which are extremely resilient, but we have many, many new brands that we're about to introduce to Canada. And we're excited to be part of that process. 
Now we're seeing some international brands coming into the Canadian market. I know Tony, you're working with some of them. Uh, tell me a little bit about what we're seeing in terms of international brands looking at coming into the Canadian market. Uh, why are they coming into the Canadian market? It's something I've been tracking for a few years here with Retail Insider. I think it relies on two things predominantly. Uh, one is that Canadians travel quite frequently and are very familiar with international brands and have a great passion for certain brands once they've tried it. So when clients come here, they have an awareness immediately prior to opening. And that's why you see lineups at Uniqlo stores or other retailers who are uber successful. It's people are waiting for these brands to come to Canada. And the other reason, which is probably more important is because there's not a lot of competition in Canada. And there's markets that albeit they're robust from, there's not many retail opportunities available. There's not, when I say not a lot of competition, if you look at the United States versus Canada, there's 24 square feet per every per capita of retail um, in terms of shopping centers. In Canada, that's 13 square feet. So you don't have the same competition in terms of categories. So I think there's a lot of retailers, at least our clients who are coming here and saying, well, there's not a lot of children's wear brands here. This might be a great opportunity for our company to establish a new market. And it's a market that's got a lot of disposable income. We've got other clients who are coming in with, with so many different unique concepts that there is no competition. Even we were on the phone this morning with one of our clients, Change Lingerie, who are based in Denmark. There's really only a couple of lingerie players in the country that are successful, um, one of which is based in Canada, the other one is not. Um, so the talk was, how can we write our ship and grow it at the same time? We'd like to increase our fleet. So that's exciting. And I think that's the reason why there's a lot of opportunity in Canada when international firms say, what's our next, you know, country that we're going to look to open doors in? Do international uh, retailers look to particular markets like, say, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver? Or what, what are we seeing right now with that? I think it's the standard. I think if you look at your publication where the, most of the articles are focused on, it tends to be Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, certainly as a luxury hub, it's Toronto and Vancouver. Um, Calgary's gotten a little bit more uh, movement lately, but for the European brands, I think Canada, uh, Quebec is probably the right starting place. And many of them do start here and many of them are more successful here. Now with retailer Bizu, that was your uh, first client. It's, it's a jeweler based out of uh, Quebec. Um, Bizu was a Canadian brand uh, based in Quebec, uh, St. George de Beauce, actually. The founder was Marcel Lebrec. And um, I met Marcel when I was leasing Plasterayom in Shakutami. And we hit it off. And again, I was on the landlord side of working for a Olympia York president. And I leased him an 800 square foot store. And uh, soon after was leaving to begin my career as a consultant. And that's how it all began. I, I started to use some of those retail contacts uh, that I made while leasing stores and said, hey, I'd, like, I'd love to represent your interest. So Bizu was one of those clients, yeah. Amazing, amazing. And I'd like to, here's, here's a great story because the owner of Bizu passed away um, earlier this year, um, which was a great loss, I think, to everybody because he was a wonderful entrepreneur. He introduced me to a person in the last six months that he was alive 
who has since become our client. The gentleman lives in Mayotte, an island off of France. And that gentleman is a multi-brand owner in Mayotte. And he owns like six to eight different retail brands. And we're assisting him in introducing two new brands with him alone. And we probably are introducing six new globally recognized brands, but two with this one client. So I'm always thankful to my relationship with Pizu. Now, Tony, let's talk a little bit about street front retail versus enclosed shopping centers. Uh, during the course of the pandemic, uh, a lot of retailers were looking at uh, getting street front space just because it offered some flexibilities that uh, you wouldn't see, say, in an enclosed shopping center with one landlord. Um, what are we seeing here now in terms of uh, the demand for street front retail space versus that which is enclosed shopping centers in Canada? I, I still think street retail is in greater demand. Uh, there's not a lot of development right now, retail development in the country, as, as you're aware of. Um, there's some that I hope we'll talk about in the next couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, the demand in certain markets is fierce and you know it's highly competitive. So I could tell you in Toronto and Vancouver, we have clients, different retail clients looking for stores and we have to be very creative. In, in terms of providing them with the right location well, the, where they'll be successful. Uh, in Montreal, there's a little bit more opportunity, uh, not as much competition in terms of the street uh, street environment. Um, so it, it varies per market. Um, but yeah, I think the street retail is very robust. In the shopping center side of it, I, I give you know strong kudos you know to companies like Cadillac Fairview and Oxford who have been extremely creative in Ivanhoe uh, with their shopping centers and trying to redevelop them. You know they've had Nordstrom box Nordstrom boxes that have come up re not too long ago that they're trying to reconfigurate, uh, bring new tenancies to market, and I've been hearing a lot of exciting news about how they tend to backfill those spaces. So. But and they're bringing new retailers to to the country all the time, um, and you just introduced uh, interviewed Daryl Schmidt, and Daryl was giving you a good rundown of some of those tendencies that are expanding within their portfolios, and I, I think it's phenomenal. And and those those companies have done an excellent job in keeping traffic in, in increasing traffic in their shopping centers. That's right. And we've seen some really interesting Christmas activations coming up here as we're in December uh, in shopping centers. Uh, uh, we've got at the CF Toronto Eaton Centre, they've got snow, they've got a giant Christmas tree. Uh, we've seen in a few other shopping centres in the country, some really interesting stuff here as well. Uh, it seems to be about retail activations at this point, uh, creating an experience. Well, you know, you talk about what's the most important thing in retail today. It's offering something that's very experiential. You know, you have to be able to do something that others are not doing you know online shopping is not going away i think we all recognize that and there's nothing wrong with that but neither is offline shopping and bricks and mortar proved to be very strong because retailers are coming up with very creative ways of animating their space so if you look at a company like, like canada goose for example where you can go in and, and test a jacket in sub-zero climate room that they've activated I think that's brilliant. If you look at Nike, who you get to personalize shoes with uh, and sneakers, and yet try out those sneakers on a basketball court within their store, it's quite brilliant. 
I was in a Toronto restaurant, completely different just from a, a, an experience that was fun. And to have somebody who has, you know, a, a sangria pitcher that they fill up in front of you with different fruits and vegetables and, you know, alcohols and liqueurs, and it's done right in front of you. It's so interesting to watch and it makes it highly entertaining. And that's what clients want. You know, the other portion is part of the equation is that those same clients are very much watching their expenditures due to inflation. So you have to give them a reason to come into their store, into your stores. And I think many retailers today are, and that has to be really predominant in their thoughts and their objectives of how to keep a, a healthy bottom line. Now, in the next two to three years, is there anything that you're anticipating uh, in a retail industry? Any big projects, any big uh, uh, things that are getting you excited that uh, is coming down the pipeline for retail in Canada? Well, we've been working on one of the base here in Montreal. All the talk is about the Royal Mail project. And um, I think the, the folks at Carbon Leo have done just a marvelous job in their pre-lease. First of all, the, the project is so well thought out. Um, you know, it's over 850,000 square feet. I'll let them correct me, at least in the retail perspective. There's a hotel, there's a couple of office buildings. Um, that itself is not unique. It's unique to have that type of project built. And we could talk about the well after in Toronto, which is also, you know, a phenomenal, phenomenal project. And we've been fortunate enough to put our client Le Creuset into that um, that retail for, uh, venue. But here in Montreal, there's going to be an aquarium at this project. They've um, L. Catterton is a partner with Carbon Leo. So there's going to be an LVMH, a, a Louis Vuitton store. And what we say, the friends of Louis have all leased on the lower level, which is made for a really nice, unique shopping environment because you can have Cartier and Tiffany and Louis Vuitton, Balenciaga and David Yerman and Sandro and Major coming into Montreal for you know, first to market stores. So our clients are been very active. Um, we're at the you know finishing line with about five different five or six different retailers um, who are all very excited about that project. A couple don't mind me mentioning it, but Morgan Detroit from France. I mentioned our our client who's in Mayotte. He's looking to open a unit there. Um, um, Adopt, who is a perfume chain from uh, France as well, will also is also in documentation on a deal. So and that's uh, Oscar Wiley, who we've you know talked about you and I offline a couple of times, are in documentation there. So we have, we've no less than five or six clients, and it's all because you know when we talk about experiential, they've made an environment that's just very exciting. And because their pre-lease is so strong, I think there's so much, you know, you know, anticipation, which keeps growing. And it's not too long uh, from its opening. It's within a year now. It's August, mid-August, I think, of uh, 24. So that's great. And again, you've just had the opening. We were, I just name dropped the well. Um, wasn't necessarily a grand opening. I think more of a soft opening there. Um but, you know, where else can you implant 3 million square feet in downtown Toronto? Uh, I'm sure the retail was really only half a million of that project. But talk about density. 
in, in just a great location in downtown uh, corner of Wellington and um, what's the street front, Wellington in front. Um, it's just, I, I think, really exciting. And it's also bringing together a lot of new retailers who have never been in the same shopping environment before. So, you know, you go into a typical mall and you see our retailers that we've seen all the time. These two projects are bring a mix that's very unique. And I think retailers will really be excited about it. The Well is a really interesting project in Toronto. I got to go to the uh, soft opening party, I guess it would have been. There was a cocktail party. Uh, the Well is going to have some really interesting retailers in there. Some have already opened, actually. Now you put Le Crescent in into the center. Uh, we've got retailers like Got Style. We've got, uh, uh, you know, an Indigo bookstore, Adidas. There's some really great retailers in there. Um, tell me a little bit more about uh, uh, what you think of the project. Yeah, they, they have um, some concepts that are not very um, uh, well known throughout the country, I think, that are more unique to Toronto. Um, and I think they offer some exciting products and products that you don't find everywhere. So I think that that type of mix, which, like as I was just saying, is very unique, is something that will really strongly resonate with consumers in Toronto and tourists as they're coming in. Adidas built a, a fantastic looking store there. Uh, Indigo did a tremendous job there. So, and those are just two that we are somewhat familiar with, but you know, the gym that they're opening there sounds like it's gonna be marvelous. Um, the marketplace that's gonna open there will, I think that's 75,000 square feet, that, that will be tremendous. Um, and between Rio Can and CBRE, I tip my hats to them. They've, they've really cultivated a, an interesting mix of retailers. And we're happy to bring our clients there too, because we know it'll be successful. So we always want our clients in a very high profile situation uh, where they'll have a very uh, strong bottom line. Now, Tony and Retail Insider, we talk quite a bit about retailers that you're working with and that are going to be expanding uh, into the Canadian market. Uh, is there anything new that you could tell us about any brands that are uh, in the process of uh, either coming into the market here or already expanding uh, by opening new locations? We've uh, mentioned uh, Morgan de Troyes, who, again, have a few hundred stores in Europe. And I think that will do exceptionally well in Canada. There's certainly, um, you know, uh, an opening for more new women's wear and apparel. Um, I mentioned Adopt with the perfumes. There's certainly not a lot of competition in Canada for perfume chains. Um, and I think that will do well. We're now working with a, an area developer in Vancouver who wants to open up a concept called Poncho. And Poncho is the top performing children's wear retailer in Turkey. Um, one I was just in Toronto for, we we expect to open a store, hopefully in May, is a German outdoor apparel brand called Wellenstein. And Wellenstein are highly regarded and have a very extensive mix of uh, outerwear that I think is going to do exceptionally well in Canada. And we're looking to begin with a couple of outlets in that market. So that's something that will open in 24. And even in Quebec, um, not a new brand, well, actually a new brand by the name of Kalmar 24. We're working with a young entrepreneur who I think has developed an exceptionally uh, 
strong concept that will resonate with Gen Z type club consumers. It's called Kalmar 24. And um, it, I describe it as the Whole Foods of convenience stores. So, you know, most people are used to sit, seeing, you know, Couchard and, and that type of format in a 7-Eleven. Well, if you can picture that and all the products are healthy and organically made or, or biological friendly, well, that's what Kilmart's vision is. And I, I just think that there's such a demand. So we've already signed three leases for them in Montreal. Um, and the flagship store will be at um, 1055 De La Montaigne, like spitting distance from the Bell Center. And, and we've already signed a couple of metro stations. So transit opportunities for these types of clients and where the Gen Z client is, is something that we're targeting. So those are just some of the ones that we're excited about, but between first to market and, and new global and new chains, we're, we're working with five, six. So it's an exciting time for Think Retail. And I, I'm really humbled by some of our partners that have, you know, bestowed upon us the confidence to let us assist in their development, in their introduction, in their growth. And uh, I, it's it's a wonderful time right now. Thank you. This has been terrific. I want to say thank you so much to Tony Flans. You're the founder and CEO of Montreal-based brokerage Think Retail. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Tony. My pleasure. So appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today in the Retail Insider video interview series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson. I'm also the publisher of Retail Insider. Thank you so much for joining us, whether or not you're doing it on camera or whether or not you're doing it through one of our podcast channels. Take, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Take care and bye for now.